Hello and welcome to Coffee Pod FM. This is episode three, and it's been a few weeks since we did episode two, but you know, life gets in the way. Um, but you're joined again by myself, Ed, and by Shrunaldo. Say hello. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. I think. Uh... Very good. The new game. Indeed, indeed. So, what are we now? When's actual release date? Uh, sixth that... of November. So next Monday, we are talking. Is it that far away? One week ahead of yeah, one week ahead of formal release or editor release, depending what you whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's right. I think um, we had. I can't believe it's only been a week. Well, just over a week that uh, early access has dropped, as opposed to beta, whatever that means. We were just discussing beforehand. Is our primarily commercial decision, which allows Sports Interactive to do some stuff behind the scenes. Every year it's been called a beta, hasn't it? And now this year yeah, it's early like, access. Yeah, and the only the only kind of uh, substantive impact I've noticed is that the hashtag is just much longer and more awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just but, stick with uh, the FM24 hashtags. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I think more. I try and think back to previous beaters where it really did feel like you were penalised if you did start your main save early because they tended to be, I'd say, maybe a higher number of tweaks and changes that they'd make. And you think, oh, God, well, yeah, if I start my save now, I, I could go on like a 20 game losing streak if I, if I absolutely annihilate the game in the first two weeks and then things get ironed out and oh god my tactic has completely changed and now I'm on a 20 game winning streak or <laughs> they, I remember yeah. used to the um, the disparities across from beta to main saves used to be quite pronounced whereas nowadays it's kind of fine tuning more than anything I'd have thought isn't it yeah I mean there, uh, there were a couple of iterations where there were really serious bugs in the, in the beta or you want to call it I mean, that was the one about um, uh, reputation bug and there was a development bug for new gens was that a couple of seasons oh, ago oh yeah I remember that yeah yeah and then but then I, I don't recall anything for maybe three or four years that has not been save game compatible when they've patched yeah. it so a relatively comfortable starting a, yes a, it, a it's not like FMs of times gone by where inverted winbacks didn't actually work at all. <laughs> that's, that's not going down that route. Yeah, they work. Now, they work now, and I think we'll, we'll probably come on to a bit of uh, a discussion about how th- that role and others are working in tandem with each other um, a little later in the episode. So we'll kind of kick things off with a chat around our saves and kind of, and why we've chosen where we've managing at the moment whether that's going to be for the short term or the long term through just early access or moving forwards um a bit a bit around how we're getting on so far early days uh like i said it's been about 10, 10 days uh, i've kind of blitzed it for the first because it came out on the friday friday thursday midnight friday thursday was thursday mid thursday, thursday late yeah, wasn't it yeah, yeah. i am um, yeah, I did the uh, stupid thing. I bought the game originally from CD Keys, which I've done a 
couple of times before um because usually it's fairly well valued but on the when i as soon as i bought it it said ah oh, the key would be released on the 30th of october but it didn't tell me that until i bought it so i was like you you gotta be fucking kidding me so, so then i bought it again <laughs> off, off of a website that other people had bought it off i think i went through uh view from the touchlines uh link with a oh, yeah. charitable donation as well so you know did you get a refund from uh, and I yes and I got a refund I, I emailed them straight away saying like this isn't good enough the gate early access is out today why the why the hell do I have to wait a week for my my code uh, so I'd like a full refund and to be fair like within an hour I had an email back saying yep that's all been sorted and I had the money back that day so actually I can't complain too much CD keys that is very good customer service yeah, that's ideal. But uh, it would be better if they told you before you... <laughs> yeah. Or just had the key available, you know, on that day, as opposed to yeah. one week later. They must be the only people that don't do the full early access. Uh, but I've had... Um, I, I think it could have been like a notional date. And because I, we are talking, I, you know, within, <laughs> within an hour of me kind of purchasing the game properly and um just yeah seeing that 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 code date i did kind of move very quickly so if i'd waited a bit a little bit longer that they could have changed and i may have got that key through cd keys later that day but uh as i I couldn't fucking wait that's literally because i've I've been so busy at work that i had a window on the friday where i actually thought oh i could actually have a little play around i don't feel absolutely swamped by work so I, there was no way i was gonna wait <laughs> yeah it's funny because i think me and you were both working from home friday and i yeah. saw had my laptop open i saw steam at lunchtime pop up ed is playing full match 24 i was like fucker <laughs> <laughs> no i think uh, it was like early. i think it was 11 a.m and you just said oh lunchtime fm is it <laughs> it's, like it's a very very early lunch that that it's, may have lasted most of the day <laughs> it's, it's funny because i was the same as you i was just desperate to get the new game and then got it on the thursday and then i just spent the whole thursday evening loading spreadsheets <laughs> and starting i, I think I've, i think i made 45 new managers for the um all, well, I can explain maybe another time why that was, but um, but didn't actually play the game until uh, sometime on Friday evening. Yeah, I mean we'll come on to your save in a sec. Um, but yeah, that I think I found because I hadn't played any Football Manager since oh was it March? Um, for various reasons, as I kind of explained previously, um, my I, I, yeah, all of a sudden I found my excitement for the new game. Basically, as soon as that tweet came out to say, oh, the game's been dropped, I was like, oh my God, I have to play it. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I don't think I've had that feeling around any game for for quite a while, probably since this time last year when 23 dropped, but Football Manager still... Feel, what's that? Did it, feel new, did it feel new to you when you started up, having not played for six months, eight months, maybe? A li- like a little bit. Um, mostly because I'm going back to the original skin, which... So it makes mm-hmm. makes the game feel a little alien when you play all of the previous one with, um, Rensi with skin. FM Renzi skin, which which I love and have used for many years. 
And yeah, so going back and seeing the original skin, I did think, oh god, yeah, th- I don't like the look of this. <laughs> and then, and it took me a, re- a moment to realise, thinking, oh god, yeah, because I'm I'm using the original skin, which. Uh, it's, it's not terrible. You're like, oh, but... they've removed this from the game, and you're like, actually, mm, did they remove it from the game, or is it just something that Andre Pre and and Edwards? Ah, oh, no. Really... It it it's why you must never take for granted, like, you know, Andre and the work he does to put that skin together, and what other people do as well. It yeah. it does elevate your gameplay experience so much, and it yeah. it's a little frustrating when you know the the capabilities there. But their their default their baseline for the skin is is very kind of to it to allow for as much accessibility from a wide range of persons and abilities and disabilities and all that kind of stuff I'd imagine so I understand the reason but there's so much scope behind the scenes that we rely on content creators to to give to us and long may that continue I guess yeah I guess if you, well, if you look at the difference between Andre's skin which is probably I mean, it's not that different from the main skin in terms of aesthetics no, and stuff. No. You know, it's a pretty, as the range of skins that are available go, True. it's probably minimal changes. But, you know, really good, like, you know, the quality of life, whatever they call it, and then feature release. And then, you, but then you look at the kind of the range from that to something like, um, I don't know if you've seen the Statman skin that Ben does on the SI forums. Um, and like the Mustaman skin and all these things where yes. they pull together all these like pizza charts and, yeah, yeah. and like really innovative things that they do where it just looks like a completely different game. Mm. Um, some amount of, uh, I, did, I mean, I, I did have a go at just trying to alter a skin to put in the um, the colored stars or the you know, graphical attributes. Yeah. And I just was completely lost. I <laughs> just didn't know where to start. So yeah, massive respect for people that are know what they're doing and then to create these these amazing like uh, pieces of kit so yeah fair play yeah i wouldn't have a i wouldn't know where to start with that sort of stuff that's for sure um but anyway let's let's talk about our save so we'll start with you then true so where are you managing and i suppose it's going to be a quite an open-ended question but yeah where are you managing and why and what's the kind of plan for the save moving forwards okay so I, I think i mentioned maybe the first or the second pod that i was pretty sure that i was going to go back i say go back but um to veropi solo um which is the very small club in uh, italy um i sort of talked myself out of it a few times i uh, did a was really bored in the week up to the early access release and did a twitter thread of other ideas <laughs> for people 24 safe ideas for fm24 is that what happens when you're and, bored is it yes yeah i'm saying we're doing nothing so. um and in in the process of doing that thread i kind of like oh distracted myself with some ideas um but i decided to stick with it and, and i've kind of uh created the scenario uh to try and make it as realistic in, in inverted commas but as possible where um I holidayed to the date that we were starting the game, so 20th mm. of October, 23, um, and uh, surprise, surprise, probably slow, we're bottom of the league, mm. um, languishing in uh, yeah, dire straits, and so it felt realistic that they would sack the managers to Vanovecki, um, mm. and that I would take over. Um, and funnily enough, three days later in real life, um, the real club sacked Stefano Vecchi and um, 
and if I point it's a gentleman whose name I forget. But I was like, okay, that feels like it's a little bit more realistic than yeah. uh, the guy gets them into the Serie for the first time in their history and someone else comes in and manages the club. So. True. So, so that's the, you know, it's a pretty standard kind of start. Um, I haven't really made up my mind whether it's one club save or I'll move on in the in the safe world. I'll just see how that goes. Um, the, the primary kind of uh, theme, I guess, is that I'm kind of more interested in the recruitment side of the game now and um, really trying to fix on the statistical outputs and creating profiles of players and using the statistics to try and identify players rather than attributes um, like I try to mask the attributes, well I use attribute masking but I try to mask the numerical attributes as soon as a graphical new, uh, attribute skin is available mm. uh, which I haven't got one yet so just trying to do my best to ignore them um, but yeah so that hence the uh, Excel spreadsheets uh, last Thursday because um, one of the one of the main sort of problems I've had with using statistical approaches to FM in the past is that it's very difficult to um, rank how good a performance is in a weak league compared to a strong league. Yeah. So if so, if you got, for example, someone scores eighteen goals in the Austrian Bundesliga, how do you compare that to someone scoring fifteen goals in Ligue 1? Hmm. Um, and so I've tried to quantify it numerically by extracting all of the attribute data for every single player in every playable league uh, making averages of those and then ranking the leagues according to the average attributes and then from that creating a weighting scoring and I'm sure there's quite a lot of people going around going what a fucking nerd uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is this what is this guy fucking doing like you know go just go to work if that's what you want to do yeah um, but you know that's what i'm into so that's why i've spent my time doing that's the kind of premise of the save um i started writing on the si forums just to yeah felt felt like getting back into doing a little bit of longer form writing so that was nice yeah uh, it's been, been a good start so yeah i'm enjoying it but um yeah. What about, what about yourself? Have you you started? I think Belgium was the thing that you'd mentioned when we first had this conversation. Yeah, I had um, I had a few. I think a couple in mind where Belgium was definitely one of them because um, I liked. Oh, I I don't know what it. I don't know what it is in terms of whenever it comes to a save. I always think I have some sort of narrative in my mind ahead of choosing the save but when the new save new game comes out I always find I spend a good hour looking at kind of squads and seeing a few kind of um, potential young stars that I've been aware of from just watching football um, and see what their looked their reflective attributes look like in the game and then I'm like oh yeah that, that looks great I think that it was the case with uh, uh, Nusa the uh, Norwegian winger young Norwegian winger who's at Bruges and um, in real life there's loads of hype around him he's done really well for the Norwegian team but he won the uh, he won the next gen 50 uh, thing in my game nice nice number one, number one wonder kid cool but 
and in the game, I thought, yeah, like in terms of his attributes as a solid base as a 17 year old, um, looked good. But I'm always drawn to looking at the makeup of squads, and I, oh, it's just always a way I like. And I know lots of people like to play it. I like to have younger squads as a baseline because I just find I, it's a little easier to get invested in players that. Again, if it's going to be a long-term one club, say potentially, it's nice to have players that will potentially be there for the majority of your time managing that club. P- potentially, anyway. Mm. And the Bruce squad just did nothing for me, and I quickly discarded it. I did have um, thoughts around uh, Real Oviedo in in Spain because uh, Santi Cazorla is retiring there, having a twilight season at 38 I think he is now back at the club that he grew up at and that's yeah and one of my favourite players ever for sure so that was an option and I thought I could but but then again in my head realistically if I played one season there really really slowly (laughs) it would probably be fun but then he'd probably retire and then my desire to carry on that say would probably wane um mm. or retire with him so i thought oh, long-term save is that an option oh, i don't know and, I, and i've ended up in spain in my last two fm saves both at betty's for differing reasons and really loved it but i thought oh god i can't go back to spain again so in it in a completely um hypocritical way i've gone back to holland <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's kind of been a long enough hiatus from there. So I think I was, I've gone back to RZ, AZ Alkmaar. And I think I was there in 20, so I think it was FM 18, which obviously released in 2017. I think that was correct. It could be the year after. My memory's shite with these things. But yeah, I had a really good save there back when Calvin Steng's was just coming to the fore. Um, uh, Team Coop Miners, who's obviously now at Atalanta, I believe. Um, Myron Boadu, who hasn't quite reached the heights. I think he's at Monaco now. Hasn't reached the heights that his potential um, showed back then. I think he's he's playing second fiddle to uh, following Balogun at Monaco at the moment. But they had a really again a good good young squad and had a good good save there trying to overturn the Dutch monopoly that it was very much Ajax at the time obviously that's not the case today given they were <laughs> what was it they got they lost 5-2 to PSV the weekend did they PSV have now won oh, 10 from 10 and Ajax are what I'm pretty sure they're actually bottom yeah they are bottom now yeah I think there's like 20 points behind PSV which is mental um so, in, obviously, in the save, I don't think it will be Ajax will be quite as bad in, the, in terms of their start. But obviously, PSV, for the, I think for the first time ever that I've seen, Ajax are third favourites for the title behind PSV and Feyenoord. So, that couldn't have happened over the last, you know, you think of all of the success they had with Ten Hag and Champions League runs. Uh, they've been brilliant. And so, that must be a first for quite a few years. But the aim is always to try and break into that top three then, I'd say. Alkmaar probably the fourth best in the league. 
but I always found that taking the step to um, get beyond PSV Fire or to Ajax was always um, difficult and a good a good means for a long save. And again, the squad is really young with with lots of new young players um, that I can kind of hopefully get to know a bit better as I progress with the save. But yeah, I like I like Holland as a league. I like the fact that obviously you've got the Champions League money. If you can get in it, you've got the, the European competitions. The team starts in the Conference League. Um, so yeah, it's... I'm hoping it's and just... That's a, if you're saying, you know, obviously you like young squads, I mean, that squad has got, like, right at the start, quite a lot of um, really handy young players. I mean, like, um, yeah. It's Mother Wolf, he was at, was he not at Molda, the left back? In the oh, um, yeah, I can't David. remember which Norwegian club. I think it might have been Molda, yeah. So, yeah. yeah he, and then he... they've, they've got a few, because, like, they've got Mark van Bommel's son as well, isn't he? They're. Yes, and then that guy, um, Ibrahim Sadiq, he he played he he played against Aberdeen and he scored. Did he scored in that game. Yeah, yeah. He was like the difference. Like like Aberdeen would have easily beat them, but he was just the the one quality player on the pitch. Nice. I think he's a new signing this season, and they've got uh, Vasilidis, who's their main striker up front, who I think has started the season very well in Holland. Um, funnily enough, he's and they got Jens. Oddgard, um, who's another, basically they're kind of triumvirate forwards of Van Bommel, Oddgard, and Vasilidis are all. I think they're all at least six foot two. Um, nice. So quite yeah. So I tried to be I tried to utilize that in my tactics uh, <laughs> in early doors, and it's a bit difficult. And but Sadiq, when he's come in, he's been he's been a good player. But yeah, they got young young wide forward called. Uh, Van Broder Road as well, who I think I remember yeah. from my time before there, and he's he's been pretty good for me. But yeah, it's uh, one of those saves where I'm hoping it all. I'm not too fussed about you know having just a save for early access, and then an update comes on full release with some with some tweaks. I I think the last couple of years I've just cracked on and it's all worked out okay. So that's the plan for me this year. Are you doing the same? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I've, I've very much committed into the save, so I would be I would be disappointed if something came up that that's that prevented me from uh, mm. carrying it through. I mean, the only I was going to say when you were at Sidraplan, Belgium previously, I have seen people mention that there's an issue with the finances in Belgium. Ah, um, could be a bullet dodged. Yeah, the clubs are going, uh, or if something like only five of the clubs uh, through the three tiers of this person had loaded were not uh, either in the red or in the administration right. so, so, <laughs> that, that's that's not ideal is it I also saw that Japan is like half-baked in terms of yeah. loads of reserve and under 18 squads that just haven't got players put in it's just full of greyed out players or made up players and yeah apparently it's no better to to having like the league not even you know part of the default league pack that yeah. which is a shame is it <laughs> like especially when you, when you when you prime it as a bit of a usp for the new game in terms of uh, uh one of the major features that they focused on it's it's got to work isn't it? it yeah that's 
a shame, especially if it can't be fixed by full release. Obviously, they have a short window to get that sorted, and if it's not, it's... <laughs> we always sit here and critique, and we know we're going to play the game to death, and, it, and we can play a game in such a way that it doesn't affect us, but it's going to disappoint quite a lot of people. Um, and it's even easy to think, what if you're playing this game as a Japanese person in Japan, and this yeah. was quite exciting for you to play, and then you load up the save and... You, the league doesn't work properly or the clubs don't have all of the right players or at the right ages and and the information is yeah like i said half baked it must be that would piss you off wouldn't it i mean yeah it would and you would have you have to think then that, that it was an either unexpected or very late mm, kind of like a late licensing thing yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if they knew it was coming they'd think you'd think they'd have developed it you know, about, you know this is going to make it into 24 Mm. Get, get the database ready um but maybe, that seems yeah. really where you know like if they're not maybe maybe it's just an opportunist opportunistic thing like something yeah. that became available they went right okay let's grab it um and we'll just uh yeah let's say maybe the, the, the data patch at some point yeah quite possibly quite possibly um talking of data then so you and your save and as as you said you spent <laughs> a lot of your, your early hours not really playing uh, click and continue but preparing your supportive database excel spreadsheets and the like so in terms of i guess why have you taken that approach is it a case of just a natural evolution of how you play the game or is it just something that you've taken a bit yeah. more interest in over the last few years and want to because uh, do you foresee that it will make your playtime slower than in the past? Because you're going to kind of be getting through X amount of months in the season and think, oh, let's kind of plug plug the numbers, plug the data in and see what it throws out. Um, how, yeah, how do you yeah. kind of foresee it affecting the way you play um, moving forward? Yeah, so I guess, yes, it's it's recruitment kind of stuff. I, is something which I'm more interested in now than I was previously as part of the game. Like, like I'd always, I think when we started off making content, um, you know, the tactical side of the game, I was was what I would always focused on, and um, for various reasons, uh, I sort of waned, or my interest in that has waned over the years, and I'm more interested in the recruitment side, mm. and then trying. To it as difficult for myself as possible this kind of like trying to introduce a challenge um to the game to keep it interesting and and yes certainly i think playing slower i mean deliberately so through the beta because i'm i'm hoping to get this graphical attribute skin sooner rather than later having said that i've already got to the end of season one so um (laughs) (laughs) because take that with it with a pinch of salt um, but yeah, I just, I, and I guess it's just a side of real life football that I'm more interested in. I I've always been, a, um, I guess, just my personality that I you know I don't really go with emotions <laughs> with things and people. Uh, I like numbers and um, how do you quantify something? How do you prove something with the numbers? And football's sort of this very complex, multifaceted sport where 
has proven more difficult than other sports to try and quantify yeah performance levels and 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 but this data revolution is you know is coming clearly kind of in the midst of it and whilst fm is way behind it it's just my way of trying to play the game with something that i find interesting in in real life um i also think that it's a kind of a realistic way for a club like for Alpicillo to to try to get an edge yeah um, you know we don't the club is poor like absolutely <laughs> piss poor um you know the board has had to put in like four or five million already to to dish us up to, to um, bail us out of uh, administration mm. and make sure we're not going to go into the red um that we have although we start at um with a shared um a shared uh uh, shared stadium and that uh, is because the Lina Torino is uh, 2,300 capacity and Serbi minimum ah, right, is 5,500 yeah. so they have to they're forced to, to share a stadium and get 1,100 people uh, to travel 120 miles down the road to the shared stadium is it that so far away? Well, bloody hell <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really know how it works in real life yeah because yeah. Brescia are is about 30 40 miles away but his arrival club um, mm. also plays in Serbia, so i don't know if they just weren't allowed to play at precious stadium um but yeah forced forced to go off down the road and um, i can't remember I'm just gonna quickly check which piacenza that's what else all right yeah Leonardo. um but second season they're moving back to uh to the lino torino with uh, a small upgrade mm. um get some more people but anyway I, I guess the point was they, they can't go and pick up uh, high value obvious wonder kids yeah. or high value players some places so you have to try and find an edge and and i wanted to find an edge by finding uh, value markets and try to do that by saying okay here is the attribute averages for every league playable league in the game uh how do that how does that compare to the their uh, reputation rank so for example um i'll just pay, just make up numbers because i don't have the spreadsheet in front of me but let's say that um the polish extra classer is ranked according to the fifa uh, or sorry the, the fm reputation rankings as the 20th best league in the game uh, and the attributes state that uh it is the 16th best league in the game well there might be value there because you're going to get better value out of shopping in a in a lower reputation league. So that was my kind of thought of okay, let's try and try and find, uh, try and find uh, the value that you can, um, in, uh, uh, yeah, by 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 uh, underrated leagues. And I know that a lot of people sort of talk about. Moneyball when it comes to statistics and football manager, and it really drives me crazy because, like, it's bollocks most of the time. And I get why people use the reference because they are trying to, um, they are trying to uh, give themselves a, a tag, you know, to draw readers in or viewers in or whatever it is. But like, you know, it's bollocks. Like, um, but the Moneyball was was really about trying to find value while other people don't have value. Um, 
And so, yeah, and so I thought this was uh, this was probably a good way of doing it. Okay, so I guess yeah, that's about my save. But um, do, I mean, do you tend to play with similar kind of uh, themes or or kind of targets in your in your head? I definitely set some in some targets which I have written down in the past, like I did in the. I think I have done in most save when I start blogging about it, which I still want to get round to at some point with this save, but not quite sure where to start. I think it'd be a very traditional save update type blogs um, in my head, but because I do I do enjoy doing that, I find it, can find it quite cathartic sometimes. But yeah, um, coming back round. I, I usually like to say, you know, if uh, if, got, if I take up um, RZ for, for the example, I usually would say, oh, I'd love to have a uh, a new gen from my, like one of my future intakes to become a first team regular within five years and obviously break the monopoly of the top of Holland and then to try and win a European trophy after five years as well for example I, li- I like to try and set some fairly loose targets because I've done them before where I remember when I uh, managed Berda Glimt in, in North Norway and I very much followed their real life philosophy of only recruiting from uh, to, you know focus recruiting on uh, local talent and from other teams in Northern Norway of which there aren't a huge amount um, but basically just swallowing up all the best talent from local and not going looking too far abroad for that and playing a specific style of football which was fun until it hits a glass ceiling it's almost like you can you can only go so far with that and if you want to progress in you'll save basically like you would in real life if you wanted to progress as a manager you're not and you you have set your sights beyond freezing cold northern norway you're not necessarily going to stay there forever so yeah, I like to set slim parameters, almost like their their aims, but they don't have to be the be all and end all. I love um, all the talk around your recruitment focus and how people play the game in similar ways to to give themselves just it like a challenge or to try and make it more effective of real life. And I always enjoy that, and I always feel like oh, I'd I'd love. It's almost like I'd love for someone to set that up for me, tell me exactly how it works and how easy it is, and then I might run with it. I think I used a bit with um, Andre with his skin last year, made it quite e- made it easier to um, do a bit of analysis on certain players um, based on their sort of scatter graphs and their um, mm. their radars. Which, which I really did enjoy. And I thought, oh yeah, I'll really use this on on recruitment. And I found <laughs> I found I did for a time, but part, part, I think I mentioned it last time out in uh, one of the episodes we did. I just love doing the manual scouting. I still love every couple of seasons or every 18 months, basically just scouring the whole world. <laughs> under 18 squads main playing squad international squads etc etc trying to just find players with certain yeah. kind of attribute type things or... that, that's why that's why i started doing the numeric the graphical attributes because i found i really wanted to do the stats thing i mm. wanted i wanted to use it more 
But I just, my, my eye would always, like, I would see someone and they'd have, like, I don't know, 85% aerial challenge success rate, 85% tackle success rate. And you just kind of, like, the triggers you now look at. Yeah. You know, then I would look at their attributes and, and I'd be like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> and, yeah. and so I, I needed something to force me away from just that crutch and i was yeah. like I have to just i have to just do this um and you but you can still do that manual scouting i mean you it's, i find it because i play with, obviously like i say obviously i think most people of our vintage play with hp masking on but you can still see their their statistics in game and you can go to uh, uh i don't know under 23 squad and and mm. Then, if you have a custom view which has all the statistics on, and you can very quickly scan for things that you're looking for, um, like you... I mean, I'm looking uh, for like big, big. I've I've, I've got the Tropis Allure called Lions of or Leone del Garda, so yeah. Lions of Garda, and I'm like, okay, that's our personality, that's our mantra. We're going to be big, physical, aggressive players. So I'm looking mm. minimum six one. Yeah, big guys, and I can just scan through these for looking for stats. No, that's that's cool. But did you say that you think you you use you put attribute masking on or you keep it on? Yeah, attribute masking on, as in as in, I I can't just go to one Vigado in Colombia, click on one of their players, and see all the maps. Ah, see, see I always play with it off. Always, yeah. ha- always oh, hackling. Yeah. Oh, I've gone down in my estimation. <laughs> But I, I, I think I, I think most people who I speak to anyway, on foot magic play with it off. There are definitely some that keep it on and always have done, and that's absolutely fine. But I think yeah, that that, that part of the enjoyment of that manual scouting I find is, I just and I, I don't know if it's part of wanting to play a bit quicker as well and being impatient and not wanting mm-hmm. to wait for scout reports or using as you can do now exactly what you're doing is plugging data into spreadsheets or or whatever it may be i'd rather just have that validation straight away and be like oh yeah this player looks great and i can focus on him and try to recruit him i know obviously everyone has their their own style of play but i've never i try and remember if i ever had a save where i had it on if i did it was definitely accidental because <laughs> it, it's yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't. And I would never ever have it on now. I don't think I could ever go back. Well, back. I never think. I don't think I ever had it. But it just seems alien to me. And it's, but it's kind of intrinsically linked to my enjoyment of the game. And I think everyone is the same with all their nuances of of play. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, yeah. Play the game. I mean, who gives yeah. a fuck what anyone else thinks? I mean, exactly. Just, so shut up. You're not, you're I can play how I bloody want. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, all the money ballers you can you can play your money ball games so. <laughs> but, but uh but yeah coming all the way back round, yeah i think with i mean for if we kind of have a, a bit of a chat around um how things have gone early doors so i think i played quite a lot over the weekend of the uh early access release and not a lot since unfortunately just because of life and shit um but in that weekend i did so i think i've got through to i maybe played a quarter of the season because yeah i think i've played yeah around 10 10 league games i mean i don't think i'm far away from the date we are in real life um so maybe not quite a quarter but i think i think i i said to you i think after i'd played my first five 
game. Well, it's probably eight or nine games in all competitions. I think I just showed you a screenshot and was like, I hope I don't win the league this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know why, but those, you know, when you're, as we always do, we're, tactically especially, you're trying to find stuff out and you try some stuff in friendlies and depending on the quality of opposition, it can give you kind of a bit of false data or, or not. Um, you don't, don't know how far to look into it sometimes. So I had a range of um, playing against weaker teams and stronger teams um, to try and see what was working, what I enjoyed playing like a typical 4-3-3. One thing I'm not going to touch on through my save update is like positional play in the new roles because I'm not using any of them as things stand, which is I think it's more in of the squad I have and I don't really like forcing players to do something I'm not comfortable with and they not might not be comfortable with like I have very very strong wing backs in Shugawara mm. on the right the Japanese he's probably my best player and mm. yeah the young Norwegian and there's a young M. De Witt I think a young Dutch left back as well they're rotating and they're just mm. you know you look at their attributes and they're very typical kind of bobbing forward wing backs and I think if I asked him to play in an inverted wing back role whilst Sugawara could definitely do that on the right because he's got he his attributes remind me of like a Trent you know his passing is 15 and um vision and positioning like he he could play anywhere that guy so I feel like I probably could make him do that role but whilst I'm getting to grips of what FM24 is going to look like tactically I wanted to keep it keep it quite simple so was doing very well early on. I think I, in pre-season, I won all my games bar and Leverkusen lost 2-1 and they literally destroyed me. Um, don't know how I lost 2-1. I drew 4 all with Lazio. Um, Immobile scored all four goals, but I still managed to get a draw, which was fun. But yeah, league was pretty simple. I don't think I've played... I haven't played PSV or final yet. I beat Ajax 1-0 away, which was great. Um, because I tweet things. I mean, we, we're not going to go into huge detail now, but looking at the new opposition reports around um, like the data you can look at and I think a bit more information and depth on in the opposition scouting report or analyst report as well to show, like, you know, the one thing that they... Ajax said that they'd, they were the worst in the league for... Um, winning the headers at the front post from corners or some you know very kind of specific bit of information like that that popped up on the pre-match analysis for the opposition I thought oh well that's something I'm going to try and exploit with my three forwards who are all over six foot um, <laughs> and yeah I didn't whilst I didn't directly score from a near post corner I, I, I like the fact that you know I could go into my corner routines I'd set up a short corner one and a uh, near post corner one and I just changed the regularity for the next match to that we'd only use routine one which was the near post one as a try and try and try and what's that yeah. I bet that was very satisfying when it when it when it came off it's one of those things where you're sort of like striding around yeah look at me I'm well, that, yeah that's it I didn't the, the corner and um, the goal kind of came from um I won the near post header but it was then blocked partially cleared put back in and scored so i was like well you know i've won that first header which is <laughs> which is the yeah. main thing yes yeah, so i was claiming it but but i had loads of um because obviously those highlights come up 
and quite a lot of the times they're key highlights if you win that first header even if the header goes kind of miles over or is blocked or saved and I must have had five or six in the match watching on um was that on comprehensive yeah comprehensive highlights there was quite a few um yeah basically it was one of those cases where you know if you actually pay attention to that stuff it can give you those fine margins to to win so beating Ajax was great and then I found it funny how I got drawn in the uh, Europa Conference League against Rapid Vienna and Aberdeen um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, two clubs very close to your heart so uh, it was almost as if you'd picked you'd picked my uh, Conference League group and I think I've won three from three in in the group stage so far so that's looking good for progression but one thing um Aberdeen and Rapid Vienna well, yeah, yeah there is that which was obviously helps but yeah i did so one thing just i'd talk about slightly tactically is um so i i use in a central midfield uh deep lying so in the defense midfield strata i've got a dlp on defend and then in the midfield one i've got a center midfield on attack duty and a center midfield on support duty and the center midfielder on attack is probably a role i've used quite a lot over the years it's always been quite a fun role but it was there's been a few highlights and a couple of goals where it's really nice how a uh, deep line forward can drop off to link play with the wider forwards for them to play a through ball through to the central midfielder on attack I feel like it's just everything just works a bit better with this match engine in terms of you know if I'm, if I'm asking player X to do Y it, it doesn't feel like you're trying to shove a a square peg into a round hole it feels like you know no that is exactly how I envisage that role working um, in combination with other roles in and that's worked really well and that's been really good fun I've loved watching the movement of inside forwards kind of arcing their runs in between fullbacks and central defenders the one role which was fucking me off and I was really trying to, so I basically wanted to get my like Vasilidis playing wide left in a wide target man role so that he'd be subject to you know if, if we're clearing the ball from goal kicks he's the main main man to win the headers because theoretically he would be up against a smaller fullback um with Sugawara on the right my marauding wing back getting to the byline on into crossing positions if he I wanted him to float crosses towards the back post so that again my wide target man would uh in, in all likelihood win more than its fair share of headers that just hasn't worked <laughs> in any way oh. shape or form I've probably given it yeah I gave that all of pre-season and the first maybe five six games of the season before you know ratings were I was subbing that roll off it was 6.3 6.4 I don't know what it is wide target man maybe I'm not quite utilising it correctly but it didn't the way I see it with playmakers and target men is that they should more of the ball should be funneled through them. Playmakers obviously to to receive the ball and to take the play. Target men to be the outlet that the playmakers would or other players would try and find more often than other players. Hence yeah. the target man um, label just was yeah. not was not happening whatsoever, um, which I was a bit pissed off with. But I, but not like I'm pissed off of the game. I'm probably pissed off more of myself because i think oh it's probably something that i'm not doing correctly either from a team instructions you know the tactical 
how it all slots together isn't quite right which isn't bringing out the best in that role because and when I looked into a bit more detail like the wide target man was taking up similar positions to my central midfield on attack and my wing back on attack at times so those three roles don't think in unison were working quite um working well enough but instead of changing the other roles I just made him a more traditional uh, in, inside forward on support just to carry out a different function because I was enjoying watching that role on um and have you found him getting in at the back post at all just <laughs> different for yes. yeah just differently yeah I, f- I find that he gets further forward um more often and it's just it's just more involved in the build-up which i think because he's taken up different positions he's got a bit more space and i think that's just working better and yeah using a winger on attack from the other side i found that role um is working quite nicely as well but yeah i just wanted to touch on how yeah with the match engine i'm really enjoying seeing the new um player animations that's and, oh, and yeah. ball animations say it, it is weird how something that's fairly minor can make quite a big difference to the enjoyment of the game i'm guessing i think we've discussed that but you're you're enjoying it as well oh yeah definitely i, mean, I think i the animations i mean the the movement looks so much more natural I mean, yeah. just the addition of things like the way that the body shape changes when yeah they yeah make a first touch in a particular direction and, and to be honest i think I mean, I don't know if it's just that because the movement is more natural, it looks like a deliberate action, and therefore you feel like it is a new action yeah. in the match engine. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it did exist before, but it just looked so glitchy and janky that mm. the, you thought it was an accident. Um, but yeah, I'm really. You I mean the animations are great? I think um, in terms of the positional play stuff. Um, I mean. There's a lot. Let's call it a bit of a bastard here, but there was uh, a lot of shite that people were talking about positional play, and as I saw Tony posted this um, posted this blog. I don't know if you've read it. Yeah, but yeah. I, was, I was like, thank fuck, someone is just <laughs> just someone sensible has come in and said, why are you all talking such shite? <laughs> so I mean, I, I, I mean, I think I think what the problem is more is more that just people aren't able to articulate what they mean because I think some yeah, stuff quite possibly from people that I think know what they're talking about, but they're like people that are talking about oh well now you get different uh, players will move into different positions with in possession. I'm like, what fucking game have you been playing for like the last thirty years? <laughs> They've mm. always done that. Um, but but the. You, I have noticed differences, and just to, obviously in terms of the way that actually works, in that in that other roles will take account of a player who has moved into a new strata in a better mm-hmm. way. Um, and I've I've noticed positives and negatives. I mean, I'm playing a very physical, low block counter attack game using the yeah. standard target forward, trying to get people to play as close to the, the target forward on the counter. And I found that that positional play changes are um, not helping me much because they look to split into this kind of even, um, uh, you know, one in every five for a vertical strat across the field. Yeah, uh, one in every five. Whereas I don't want that to happen. I want a central midfielder on attack or a shadow striker or whoever I'm using mm. as the player I want to get close to the target for. I want them to basically touch him as he runs past him I want yeah. him to play I want him to play off the target forward so that's a little bit frustrating just just from my personal point of view um 
the opposition, you can see how it works a lot better. It's a lot smoother. They have what looks like more realistic formations. Mm. I've found as well that I think that the AI is better at exploiting your weaknesses. Um, I had a, a right back um, went off injured. His replacement came on, wasn't a natural right back. Mm. Um, wasn't particularly good at defending, <laughs> and and they uh, they kept opposite kept going down his side and then playing the ball inside him for an inside forward. Nice scored twice, and so I was like, you know, it's a bit shit. I can see it twice, but you know, good. You know, like that. That's how the game should work. Um, so yeah, I was I've, I've been pleased with that. Um, other than the positional play, I mean, have you noticed? I mean, much much of a much of the other features um, have, have they've stood out for you at all? Um, I don't think so. I mean, there's one um, definitely, definitely not a feature, but maybe a result of the updated animations and a few other tweaks with the match engine. But the, I only remember it because the the one game I lost in the league so far against was it Knackbreder. Um, basically, a team I should never have lost to, and I was at home. Was I had it was I'm trying to explain it to like my right back and my centre back um, were basically yeah they had the ball between them and they just basically collided with each other the whole time and they just walked back to their own goal. Neither of them taking the ball, neither of them passing it they just kind of both watched it both collided with each other constantly trotting back at two miles an hour and then uh, their striker just nipped in and tapped the ball into the goal which was really annoying but no other than that I think it's still really early days for me so yeah I think uh, we're pretty much done for this podcast we've had fuckload of technical issues so <laughs> we're going to be stitching about six load of, t- of seamless. Bloody... It'll, be... it'll be seamless it'll be seamless but if if uh <laughs> if you do notice anything slightly off it's, fault. it's my fault probably but then it's <laughs> there's also shrew's fault so yeah but the fact that we got to the end is a miracle to be honest uh, <laughs> but uh yes yeah, so this is gonna wrap up episode three um hoping to have episode four for you fairly quick turnaround and uh we hope to have a guest on that which will be good fun and I think moving forward, um, it may be that every other episode uh, we'll have, have someone from the community come on the show and talk about their save and their plans and their experiences on FM24, just so you don't have to hear us for the whole fucking hour. Um, <laughs> because it's, you know, it must be boring, mustn't it? I mean, I don't listen back to these podcasts, but no. Barely um... listen to the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, let's wrap things up and do our awkward awkward goodbyes so uh shrew can you say goodbye yeah uh, goodbye it's been uh it's been you know a test a test today be a bit difficult but hopefully <laughs> it goes uh, smoother next time with uh with the guest on i mean does that just add another layer of technical difficulties is that just going to make uh make it probably. more difficult yeah, yeah probably, probably. Yeah. so we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes but but it's good to be recording again. I mean, it's nice to have had the game out, um, to have had uh, had a good play around with it, enjoying it a lot. So yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully we get back on the podcast wagon pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. But as ever, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us and our te- technical difficulties. 
This was a Coffee Pod FM, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.